0: Welcome to the Irish Mummy Podcast, where we get real about marriage, motherhood, business, and success. The show where you get to know that you don't need to choose between motherhood and success. Welcome to the Irish Mummy. Today's episode is Collision in Marriage, Catalyst for Growth. We collide regularly. Actually, not so much anymore.
1: Not regularly. like not regularly, like that's a- intermittently. Yes. Occasionally.
0: Well, what happens is if we're growing really quickly and we're like trying to up level, what happens is after there's a belief that needs to shift and the only way the belief can come up is if you come up heads. Yeah, if the val-
1: if you butt heads. So like, I'm going to say a bad word. It's not really a bad word, but I was a bit of a poop head today. Um, I People just would love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, they would love that. So I should have said, mummies, if you're listening to this, just turn this next second down. But it's not too bad. That's, I'm only going to say it once. But I, I, I just, I could have handled a situation a lot better. And the best thing that I love about our marriage has always been our communication. And I love the fact that you check me on like. When I'm out of line.
0: We always go to the next level when I check Adam.
1: Yeah. So Rosie will check me. She'll be like.
0: No, Adam checks me too. So it works both ways. Yeah.
1: But- yeah I'm a little bit more frightened to check you
0: than you are of me. <laughs> well, I don't. What happens is I don't check you until I feel it's absolutely necessary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm at the point where I need to be checked. Yeah. So it's. So I. And but the thing is,
1: is like. So many couples get to that point. Then they'll disengage. And pretend like there wasn't an issue and then they'll cover it up and then it keeps recurring. And so the, the, I love our collision because it means like, well, the stakes get so high that change has to
0: happen. Well, this is how I feel. I value Adam and I value his opinion and how he thinks things. I do love you, not just value. You. So when it gets to something, it has to be pretty extreme. For me... You are
1: to, super tolerant. ...to
0: call it out. So it, so if it's something that I feel is like out of integrity, I'll call it. Like, that's like an immediate thing. Yeah, or hypocrisy. Yeah. Or entitlement. But, there but are things that- generally, I'm pretty laid back and I'll go with Adam's flow. So like if Adam, like I'm, like I trust his judgment. I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. But if it comes to something where, where I know that it's... Something's out of whack. Sometimes I need to be firm because I need him to know that this isn't this time that I'm going to be in the flow with. Like this is an absolute zero tolerance, no show, no go. Like this needs to be discussed. And it's so funny because and it's where
1: What happens is I know I need to change in certain aspects. So it could have been about like we've we've had some collisions around money, we've had collisions around communication. We've had communications about my social skills sometimes. And like you're a really tolerant wife and you're a really tolerant, like you're my best friend. You're super tolerant. Like I'm an okay person, but i am got my quirks like we all do. So what happens is like I know I need to change, but the pain of changing is, hard. is more than the benefit in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> And then Rosie makes the pain of changing less because the benefits this like the like the benefits increase because I need to bring harmony back to our marriage, yeah, you make it you make the
0: environment around me so uncomfortable that yeah, that I have to change and I feel like sometimes that is what I need to do, and it will it'll be th- like if I think it's things that are going to impact our marriage or the children or there's going to be a huge knock-on effect for someone else, then I get extreme and Adam so that he understands that, like, this is something that requires immediate attention. I, I know, you think I know. Like, I've sat back sometimes
1: and I've gotten frustrated because I'm like, I'm sick, and I've said this to you like a little baby, but I'm sick of being the one that has to feel like I'm I'm wrong and have to change all the time. But I think the... I know this to be true because I've. there's a couple of, like, I don't know what you'd call them, but, like, coaches just for men. You know Um, what I mean? Yeah. More conservative voices and stuff like that. And they've been focused on, like, men are chronic liars. Like, we lie to ourselves all the time. Not as much to our spouses, but we lie to ourselves about. So I think I can't speak on behalf of other men. I can only speak on behalf of, like, these, like, Commentary and voices that, that I that I follow, and they're like, generally, men aren't as self-aware as women because they 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 love. now that's I'm, No woman is perfect. No one mm-hmm. um, agreed. I feel like I can sometimes lose perspective of things. I think because I become so result-driven that sometimes I lose lose perspective on the journey. And that's where I can just create some collateral damage. So I I think like I've sat back sometimes and look, there's been times where I haven't known how to approach you on things where, and I suppose I haven't fully trusted my judgment whether or not you needed to change or not. Whether there was something that not you needed to change, but there was something that needed to be adjusted. I can't Really? really think of too many times where I've been right and you've been wrong.
0: So this is another thing. I do value your judgment. So when you do call me on something, then I I do value your judgment. Where I don't value it is is if you're deflecting. Yeah, if it's like a a cover up. Yeah, it's like if I mention something and then you, then you well, come at you- me with that. Yeah, that then I'm like, okay, that's deflection because I have no problem if you bring it to my attention where you're just bringing it to my attention. But if you're doing That's it true. as a deflection, then I'm like, no, 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 no listen, 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 listen. <laughs> That's a deflection. Because if that was really a problem and you thought that was true, you would have brought it to me before I brought something to you. So, but I think the other thing is sometimes why I... What's the thing? There's no wrath like a woman's scorn. <laughs> but I think, I think the, the other thing is that like, I'm, well, I feel that I try, I am, well, I am an empathetic person. So sometimes I let things slide because I have empathy for you and you're human and I'm human and I know that it's hard to change. So I'm not going to be like, you know, but sometimes I think where I reach a point of like, okay, explosion, the, yeah, like well not even explosion, just like it's been going on for too long, like this has to change, like we have to address it. And I think what, what I'm trying to get happen is because you're an achiever, I'm trying to just get you to stop moving and stop achieving yeah. yeah. move on to the next thing. Like whether it's like getting kids fed, getting out the door, like mo- like you're trying to just take a box for I can get lost in the doing. Yeah. And then I'm like, listen, everything needs to stop because we literally need to readjust something. And if we just keep moving, then we're going in the wrong direction. And it's not good for me. It's not good for you. It's not good for the kids. And like, if you think about it in the world, I was thinking about this today. If everybody looked after their own internal family, like parents and kids, right? If they looked after themselves and then if they watched out for single parents, right? Or kids that no no parents. But like, if your job was just to hone in totally on your family and then keep an eye out for people who don't have the luxury of a second, you know, a second parent or if kids who don't have parents, then the world would be such a good place. And I think so often people don't want to focus within their own family because they're getting pulled outside of it. That like really how we can turn up better in our communities or in the world is if we make sure our families are run properly. And the thing about it is. We have to be growing like you mean, I'm so grateful for our collision. Like,
1: I'm so grateful that we as individuals can get really short sighted. Like, sometimes I know I do. You, your... get, you get, what do they call it? It's like the fog of war. Like, you're, when you're in the thick of it. And now I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not pretending parenting, like Never like served in military. I'm not pretending that at all, but like, I'm just using the term. But, um, but like, you can just get so lost in
0: small kids paying bills, like you know, creating businesses. You're great at pushing through and I'm great at finding joy in the journey. You're great at, yeah, finding joy,
1: but also finding efficiency. Yeah. Because sometimes I do things in an inefficient way because I see that as the way to do it.
0: But you know why that's good? So in some instances, that's good because when you create momentum, Patty was see, learning something physics and it was like, Something in motion stays in motion. Unless impacted from an outside. So what's good is that at least you're in motion. First law. Like one of the good things that Adam is, he's generally always in motion. Whereas sometimes I'm looking so much for the efficient way that like I don't want to be in motion, wasting time doing something I could have done more efficiently because I'm thinking about the balance in life. Like I want to work hard, but then I want to be able to like relax. So I don't see the point of working for 10 hours when I could have done it in five and relaxed for five and enjoyed, you know, as in got wind down time. Yeah. Like I don't want to live a life of fight or flight. Like that's just not my buzz, but that. I I
1: love it. I love like having, you know what? This is a partnership. You know what I mean? And you're, you're every bit. We're every bit as powerful as each other in different ways. And I think you just need that. Like, I want I wanted a wife who was dynamic and amazing and powerful because I can't I can't do it number one, I can't do it by myself. Number two, it wouldn't be as good as if I didn't have you there. But like you make me better. And you make me better. Because like I felt like I was a just like a rough piece of stone. And you're like the tools that are like smoothing the rough edges to help me fit better in the world and be more powerful. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it without you. Look, it, there are some times where our collisions are really uncomfortable, not because they're mean or anything, because it's freaking true. It's
0: confronting. It's confronting because you're like, oh man, I have to step back from the rush. what's. What's that scripture that says? that you perceive truth for anger. So someone told you the truth and you perceived it for anger. And it's so interesting because so often if you tell someone the truth, and no matter how sweet or kindly or softly you said it, they would perceive it as anger because it was. Sorry, that is a, there's a private airfield, not
1: private, I think it's sort of and that's the, all the private jets flying there—it's it's not a commercial. We have like the prettiest view of. It's just looking at lights, out. and there's just yeah, a lot of valley And, and it, it like, someone's sixty million dollar jet just flying down there—it's <laughs> crazy. So much abundance, like there's abundance everywhere. It's insane. But anyway, like I'm just, I just realized that because we had a a mini collision today, uh, it wasn't like significant, but. I just and I was you know you know what I realized why it was a mini collision rather than a bigger one was because I was already thinking in my head I need a change in this part <laughs> and then so it wasn't as intense as it could have been if where if like if you just put like
0: hot metal into oh so you know water, you, you know how I know you know how I know I need to call Adam out and something is because if I bring it up. Like when you have kids, they're like windows for when you get to speak to someone. And if I have a window to speak to Adam about something and then he says, oh, let's talk about this later, I'm like, he knows well there is going to be no window later on to discuss this. And right now there is a window So Don't I know watch. he's avoiding the topic. So I'm always like, no, let's just talk about it now. And he's like, no, let's just do it later. And then I'm like, no, let's do it now. Because I like to think about things before I talk. So I don't get myself in trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I you get in trouble for trying that's know well, no, it's No, it's tough because this is one thing that... I probably do wrong. I push him to no, yes, it. No, it's not wrong. I press it's him. Your way. Like, I'll say, I can't talk about that right now. And then I... Press and you'll say, oh, about oh, it. just give me a hint. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like a case we're trying to crack here. It's a conversation. Like, just let me get in appropriate. I want to to And you're trying to push me. And you know, like, some people, I don't know, if for our... That's my shortcoming, pushing Adam... all male
0: listeners. ...to tell me his one-hour conversation in under one yeah, minute. So, so I get one minute before I go... For the four guys that listen to our podcast... I want the trailer so yeah, I know it's coming you, later on.
1: It's going to be funny. I think. I don't know, either that or I'll get in trouble for it. For, for, the, for the four to six male listeners that we have across our podcast <laughs> listenership... We love you guys. Exactly. Um... You'll know this, like, you'll sometimes start as topic and you're like, oh, man, I need to put that one back in the bag. Like, I'm not ready. And you start saying something and you're like... And she's already bitten, taking the bite, Like, all in, the eyes are wide open, the ears are, like, grown a couple of centimeters. And you're like, I haven't thought this through. And she it's a to topic continue. that is could be contentious. And then you're trying to deliver it on the fly. So you're censoring yourself mid-sentence and you're like, this is two tickets to a crap show.
0: That is so funny.
1: And that's the problem is like sometimes there's a topic and even if it's not about our marriage, it could just be something like that's just happened. But it's a deep conversation. And I start, I say it and I'm like, I've literally said this to you. I regret starting this conversation. You know, and I just I'm just, want to I'm finish. just, yeah, because then you'll ask me six million questions. Because you've
0: created curiosity, and the other thing is, I'm with kids all day. If an adult rings me with an adult topic and I want to talk about it, well, I don't want to now have to wait five hours. It's literally like
1: a great what with a drop of blood in an ocean. Like you can sense that coming, and you're
0: at that. You know what it's this like. This is one thing that I. Feel. It's like those Netflix programs where, like, they finish one episode with the answer in the next episode. So you have to wait for the next episode to figure it out. So we can do a mini collision
1: as an example. There is one thing that I would like you to focus on a little bit. What? Sometimes when I'm relaying a story or something that's happened, you will ask me questions that I have (laughs) zero chance of ever knowing. Like, if there's people involved, you'd be like, okay, so what did, did like, you'll ask if, what was their response to this? I'm like, I didn't ask that question, you know what I mean? Or or it'll be about, like, if there's, like, an event or something, and I'm like, I've got no idea.
0: Like, you'll ask me questions. So we we, we were invited to a, a baptism on Sunday, and we get to the person's house, and there's no one there. And I'm like, Adam... It wasn't about to a baby blessing. A baby blessing. I'm like, did you, did you ask them where it was? Did you? And I was asking questions, and Alan's like, no. no Someone sure just told me it was no. up, a, up at the ranch. And then I'm, so in my mind, I'm like, why, why did you not ask these? So questions? this is case in point about
1: how guys communicate. Is that all trouble is solved? Like you could only have been one of three places, and they're all within ten minutes each. Uh, the different ranches, so. Sean forgot to tell me that they moved out of one part to another part because they're doing some stuff. And I didn't ask. I knew something was coming up. I forgot to ask him. He forgot to tell me. And then somewhere in between that, we got to their place and they weren't
0: there. So basically, I tried to ask Adam questions to fill in the blanks and Adam doesn't want to answer me and he doesn't want to think back on conversations. So I'm just trying to make life easier by filling the blanks. And then Adam's trying to explain to me that he didn't think of those blanks and he doesn't have the answers to the blanks and that he's a man and he didn't think to ask him. So this is like conversation. Adam will tell me a story and there'll be like holes all over the story. So I'm just trying to back up and fill up the holes. And then Adam gets frustrated that I'm trying to fill in the holes. Yeah, but like the holes. I mean, like
1: it would write the most detailed book in history. Like some sometimes I just get frustrated. I was like, and then that yeah, that person they had eggs for breakfast and they're
0: wearing wearing this dress now, this and that. I'm like, oh, so so to me the 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 consequent what would be the word is that having the full story means that. Like I'm just trying to think of like an example yeah, no, of a story. So
1: so you you think in such detail and colour. I think in terms of what is the shortest route to convey that story
0: without having but you Okay, re- this would be an example. Say if you're bringing food over it's to somebody. So so again, so we had this little girl, she came over to her house today and she said she was hungry. And instead of me just being like, Oh, you're hungry, what do you want to eat? I said to her because I want to fill in the blanks. Um, first question, does your mom know you're here? Yes. Does your mom give you dinner this time? Or are you allowed to have something to eat? Then my next question was, are you allergic or intolerant to anything before I feed you? And what I ended up learning was that she has intolerance to wheat and she gets hives all over her face. So I said to her, if you were to eat this and get hives on your face, would that make you happy or sad? And she said, I don't know until it would happen. And then I'm like, you think your, ma- your mom might wonder why I gave you some of weakness if you had told me that you could highs. So I said to her, Can we have an apple instead? And she goes, Yeah, let's do an apple. So my question is this say, Adam comes home and he says to me, Rosie, we're bringing dinner to this family and this night. I might say things like, How many people is there? And he might say, I don't know, the <laughs> family. And then I might say something. I like, always over. But I might say, Do they have any tolerances, Adam? Like, I didn't ask. They're the blanks that we're talking about. As a woman, I'm tolerant to, of their intolerances. Well, I'm. I might be trying to like think two steps ahead. Now, Adam, to his credit, might already have asked those things, but he doesn't. Sometimes, like me, asking extra questions for the things he didn't ask. So, so
1: this is this is my downfall. This is what I do, and you'll have seven thousand experiences that you can back this up, like evidence points. I in that situation, I wouldn't think I would turn up, and then if someone said something, I would go and just quickly get something to fix the gap. We do this all the time, where I'll just want to get going and get out of the house, and I'll forget half the stuff. Yeah. And I know it's collected along the way from wherever, and it either way it, 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 Yeah, yeah, but some t- man, I just get to the point where. I feel like we're never gonna leave
0: so we I just think you just to, wanna to be in motion. We just have to be decisive. Let's just get it out I think I think it's like Adam just likes to be in motion. Even being stationary drug even if it's inefficient, he wants to be in motion like being. Whereas st- I like to Oh my god. I like to be efficient with my motion.
1: You like to maximize everything. It's so funny. Like I I'll like in that situation, I wouldn't even think to ask if they've gotten any intolerances. Like ever.
0: You would go and give her the peanut butter. To Whoops! Chocolate bar, probably, all go, the things you probably. I was like, one thing I'm conscious of is nut allergies. Yeah, but people with nut allergies
1: should tell you, like, and the parents usually. Well, actually, tell that's you. not
0: true because I actually once had a girl at my house who had an undiagnosed nut allergy. Well, how are they going to know then? Because they what hand diagnosed it? Like, I don't know. No, always, but listen. She she didn't have peanut butter, but my kids did and she that thankfully she said no and i noticed that she was like starting to get like puffiness and i anyway, i was getting i was getting out the oils for antihistamine and anyway when she got home something else happened later on and then they brought her to the doctor and she had developed a nut allergy overnight practically that's tough but so anyway when it comes to things like that they're like
1: the blanks but i love the collisions because they're And like, we sort of like come together, clash, bounce away, come back together. But each time it's not, we're on, we're on a, it's increasing our upward trajectory.
0: We don't worry about our collisions because we know. Yeah. Because like, do we know that we're going to
1: solve the collision? What do I say? Like steel shop and steel or something like that? Like, that's the thing. It's like, we're just, we're just coming together. We're improving and the collisions, like, help improve. I need it. Like, I find that I can't, sometimes I get stuck and can't change unless there is some sort of fiery catalyst. Well, one thing and I like try. five foot two, smoking hot, fiery catalyst
0: with an Irish Well, accent. sometimes. She like, rolled her eyes. I didn't actually roll my eyes. I was <laughs> trying did. to with them. That one, I actually didn't roll my eyes. I genuinely didn't. I apologize. Um. You obviously were paranoid that you thought I wrote it. I, paranoid, was, I was like, was that, Was you taking the thing? No, but I, what I was thinking was one, one thing that I like about our collisions is I like that my beliefs get challenged because I never understood what a belief was. Like I never really understood what people were talking about until I've had to overcome some of my beliefs. And now sometimes I'm always, I'm always curious. I'm like, what beliefs do I still have that are beliefs? that need to shift like yeah and why do i have that belief and where did it come from and like what's my what's my fear with that belief like or if someone you know it's just interesting because i think that like you build your life around a sense of reality that might not be real real and it just or it may not be right oh, oh, or or, it could just be a perspective or a belief or a thought or And it may not be helping you to get where you want. And I think that's the powerful thing about being able to collide with someone and have a conversation, knowing that you're going to come back to a constructive solution. Because so often there's people who just want to collide, to collide. They don't ever want a resolution or a solution. They just want to collide with people. And I think the difference with us is that we never collide because we want to collide. The collision comes up because something needs to change. But we're always trying to move forward, and like what Adam said, even though it's hard and sometimes we don't want to move forward because it's uncomfortable, we're never looking to collide to stand still. Like the collision, you know what I mean? Like there's none of that like party rubbish. Sometimes I carry on like a little bit of a Muppet,
1: but um, but again, you come full circle. Like I love, I, like I love hanging around strong and humble people. I like people who call you on your crap, and but do it in a loving way because they're. They want you to be better. Yeah. Not not like they think they're better and they're being patronizing or condescending, but they see your potential and they'll challenge you on your rubbish. Like I love
0: strong power. That's a good word. They challenge you on your rubbish. And I also love people who are always moving forward. Yeah. Like that they're always moving forward. I actually love that. I love being around people because I'm always like, How do they, everyone has things that try to stop you moving forward. And I'm always intrigued. How do they keep moving forward? How do they overcome the obstacles so quickly? Or how do they avoid them and be out of the way of them? And it just intrigues me. We're so lucky to
1: have each other. Like like our marriage is far from perfect and we're continuously working on it. But like the fact that we are committed to high, like when we were talking about this podcast, because we have an agency and they help us, and it's a decent investment, but like our marriage is better when we do the podcast.
0: I love the podcast
1: because it's a, where we get to sit
0: down and just like really discuss things, discuss stuff, and in a way we're earlier structures. Well, I think the other thing as well is sometimes when you're in your own stuff, it's hard to get clarity. So, like sometimes I just hope for the listener, like I hope just listening to us might give you clarity on your own circumstances because I get clarity on my circumstances, sometimes listening to other people. So I feel like because we have kids and we're so busy, this is like a way for us to like give back and serve others in a way that strengthens us at the same time. So like it's such a good investment because it strengthens us, but then it's something that we can give back to others. And yeah, it's like we've been really blessed with like amazing mentors and sometimes yes we you have. just never know that little thing that you share that could yeah, be the thing someone was needed to hear that day. We've
1: been so blessed with the access we've had to great and powerful people that are just incredible. Not powerful in wealth terms like but not, not at all just wealth. I mean like not just that like in so many different aspects but Mike, I just want to share my key takeaway and then I'll let you wind it up and point people where they can find out more about the Irish for me. But my key thing is, guys, if you're listening, make sure if your wife values detail that you get
0: extra input. Get the detail. Get the detail. Get the intolerance list. No. Women. I had a weird thing with his thumb right there. I'm like
1: flicking it around because I'm now inverting it onto onto women. Are you asking for detail that your husband can only ask rude personal questions to find out that level of detail? If so, don't ask it.
0: I never ask the the intrusers. Yeah, but you'll ask
1: stuff where I can only blatantly ask that person to know that level of information. Like, I'd have to specifically direct I'd only ask if it served
0: them for me to know it. Yeah, but I wouldn't know how to ask it in a way where it wouldn't seem like... Which maybe that's just a thing that's easier for women because we're empathetic and we're asking from a place of service. Yeah, whereas I would just be like filling in a questionnaire to give back to you because I don't care about that. Whereas I'd be like, just before I go quickly, does anyone have intolerances, certain likes or dislikes? Okay, so how can people go and get
1: the Instagram?
0: So. The Instagram is the underscore Irish underscore mommy. M-U-M-M-Y. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. We and can please like
1: subscribe, leave a review. That would be amazing because there the way this works, we don't charge for the podcast. And the way that you can give back is and the way it like expands it. Um and we don't have
0: sponsors or anything like that yeah we don't we've we, turned it down we don't want we don't want to have to change what we're saying to suit someone else's brand 100 um because i'm a bit
1: unhinged but um we so sponsored the, the irish Mommy, right exactly there. sponsored by and we mention
0: things that we believe in
1: true and that no one's paying us to mention yeah so the way that you can help and support us is by liking and subscribing
0: and reviewing because that expands out. And share with a friend. You, exactly. You know what's so interesting? I remember the first time I ever listened to a podcast, Adam shared an episode that he heard and I listened to one and then I got into podcast. Is that when I was in Portugal. Yeah. And that podcast. was my first time to download that was awesome. podcast app. And we created our own podcast like a couple of months later. But I think the reason why I created, we created the podcast because that podcast had such an impact on me when I was out on my walks yes that i'm this is such a cool and you can't get, platform yeah because you can't get like distracted or lost or video. scrolling yeah so anyway love the podcast we'll be so grateful if you liked and shared with a friend and yeah leave us a review